What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Kroom and if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Make sure you leave us a review. And if you want a Coffee and Van Chat sticker, make sure you shoot us an email at info at johncroomcycling.com. On this week's episode of Coffee and Van Chats, we chat with Scott Law. Scott Law is from Australia and he's currently a part of the Legion of Los Angeles team here in the U.S. He's raced for teams such as Elevate KHS, Silence, Fly V, and many more. This episode really hits home with me because uh, we kind of dive deep and get a bit heavy, uh, chat about mental health in cycling and how that's affected him in cycling and how that's honestly brought him back into the sport with a little bit more passion. So yeah, this episode is super important to me because we as athletes tend to bottle up our feelings in a bit too much. And honestly, this is your opportunity to hear from a professional athlete to tell you to speak out. Uh, If you ever need anything or need anyone, just reach out to somebody. There's somebody out there for you and there's somebody that cares about you. And there's somebody out there that wants you around. So make sure that you reach out uh, if you are having these issues and just even just need a chat. But other than that, sit back, relax, and let's get into the episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Band Chats. I'm sitting here with Scott Law. He is in Australia currently. Scott, how you doing, man? I mean, we were just talking before the podcast that I'm sitting in some snow. What's the weather like there? <laughs> well, actually, for us over here, it's kind of been like, <laughs> kind of like you guys, really. We've sort of been having summer one second, and then it's freezing cold winter the next. Like, I think currently at the moment, I think it's like 30 mile an hour winds outside. and Oh, man, that's like, Cold bit rainy kind of thing so we yeah we've been really weird with weather but um can't really complain i guess <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure so uh bit. yeah yeah so it's it's been a crazy year man and, and we knew that you were gonna try to give a ride for legion this year and try to come back over to the states um you've kind of always been a big a big uh like a fan favorite in the states um how did you even end up like coming to the states in the first place like where did like all that come into play because i know a lot of us like the the americans dream at least on the track side of things to go to australia and then on the other side of things yeah. the road side of things is to go to uh to belgium and europe so how'd you end up here um yeah so i guess it all kind of started um like as a kid you sort of try and follow that um that dream of going to europe and being a professional and doing all that kind of stuff and so I sort of started going down that path, uh, managed to get myself onto the Ampost Sean Kelly team for a year in Belgium. Um, so I was teammates with guys like um, Ronan McLaughlin, who got the, well, I think did have the Everesting record for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then like Sean Bennett as well. Uh, Sam Bennett, sorry. Um, yeah, I was teammates with Sam Bennett for for the year and did that and kind of realized that just it wasn't really for me it was yeah super full on and being away from home and like not really having any sort of real support around you just made it super difficult trying to communicate with anyone was super tough so I decided to sort of switch gears come back home for a bit race a bit at home and then um managed actually no sorry before all this i had got a gig with the fly v australia team oh yeah um 
So they went over to the States. They'd been over in the States a few years beforehand. And I was on the team uh, in 2011, I believe. Um, and I did races like Tulsa Tough, did like yeah. Manhattan Grand Prix, um, Nature Valley Grand Prix as well. And just fell in love with it, especially Tulsa. I think like every year comes around and Tulsa has been the one that always keeps bringing me back is yeah, like, yeah for sure any race i could do is just tulsa that's all i want to do is just that whole vibe that whole weekend is just insane to me so well I, that's I like, awesome because like how would you compare like a, a tulsa to like the shimano crit in australia yeah i think like the whole thing it's just there's a different sort of thing about it like australia have some like really good criteriums don't get me wrong but it's that whole vibe behind it where racing, like for one, racing at night is just just so much better, I think. Like so much yeah. more cooler than like where we sort of do the Shimano crit. It's during the day in an industrial area because that's the only place we can get like permits and stuff to, okay. to put races on. So we can't put a criterium in the middle of downtown because people would just go nuts and and just wouldn't allow it so yeah for us we're kind of limited in that kind of range so that's that's why i love like doing the american crit scene is because they know exactly where to put the race they're going to put it where all the bars and restaurants and stuff where people are going to come out no matter what to like even just to go to like have a drink and have dinner or something like that and all of a sudden a bike race goes past yeah which is awesome to me it's some good feedback yeah because like i've always watched the shimano crit online uh it's because it's usually like it's usually what in like december right or is it when is it yeah 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 it's around there it's usually a week before christmas i think they usually put it on um yeah and like it does get like a a good amount of atmosphere there for like a a good australian crit but it's just it's not quite the same same. yeah yeah like the bay criteriums that we do at the start of the year in January, um, they they tend to get a pretty good like sort of feel to them because there are a couple that are sort of around cafes and restaurants and things like that. But you just don't get that same sort of vibe that you would at a Tulsa Tough or like yeah Manhattan Beach or um, oh, what else is there like um, Boise Crit. Like have you Athens Twilight? I mean that's a yeah. good one. Yeah, that's another crazy one. So. Well, yeah, man. So like, you know, with just like with the Sam Wellsfords and, and, you know, those team pursuit guys over in Australia that race a lot of those Bay crits, what would you say depth wise, would you say the Aussie field, like a Shimano crit is a heavier depth than a, than a Tulsa or is it, is it just like because of the carnage at a Tulsa? Cause it seems like the, the, the crit fields here are a lot bigger. Whereas oh, there, yeah. the talent depth is massive. Yeah, I'd say that's probably like the contributing factor is yeah. we we probably don't have as many people in the field as say the American crits, but the people that we do have in those crits are very talented. And yeah. like not to say that like the, the crits over there aren't like haven't got the talent that they do, but um yeah, it's just it's like a totally different ball game. And I think also like course like courses wise it's um 
the we tend to race on like one single lane road like super tight probably like four or five corners in the crit um yeah you guys got like some turns with like 180s in it yeah yeah like i mean i think like last year i was watching uh uh who's the tall guy that rides team pursuit uh let out sam wellsford can't think of his name Kel o'brien yes yes yeah i mean it looked like those guys were breaking like full-on dead stop and then 60k out of the corner just yeah. standing start every every lap it's unreal exactly yeah it's that unreal. that's kind of our whole kind of thing is like we're, we're only racing on like super small narrow roads tight corners all that kind of stuff so it's just super explosive the entire time whereas like races in tulsa and all that kind of stuff even like boy like boise twilight i swear i'd don't think I touched my brakes once in that race. Like Jeez. you just pedal through every corner and float through. Whereas these ones are like slam on the brakes, dive into corners, kick out of the corner, slam the brakes on again, dive into another corner. Like That's it's unreal. just, yeah, it's just super taxing. And our races like only go for an hour. So people tend to think that like, I can just go balls to the walls for an hour and yeah. still be able to like get a good result at the end. Whereas um like the american crits like probably go for like an hour and a half so you kind of have to weigh up like uh do i spend my energy here or do i wait here or do i attack do i do this like yeah you've kind of you can kind of ride yourself into the crit whereas these ones are just like no like we're going for an hour full gas and and just hope for the best right on yeah yeah so i mean you guys are already back to racing so what's what's it been like man just like with with COVID and everything, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you watch the news and I don't want to like dive too deep into politics, but it seems like America yeah. can't really seem to figure shit out. Um, <laughs> but uh, what's it been like in Australia, like just with training and racing and, and kind of for you, man? Hey guys, sorry for the brief interruption. I just want to give a huge shout out to this week's sponsor and that is Bike Hardcore. I'm tired of seeing you guys come on rides with dirty bikes. So go check out Bike Hardcore at bikehardcore.com and make sure you use promo code CROOM and you get 10% off at checkout. Also, you can check out the link in the description below to see all the cool products they have. They have this like motorized pump thing that you connect to your hose and it'll spray down your bike. It's like giving your bike a shower. I mean, we take a shower every day. We might as well give our bike a shower at least every day with Bike Hardcore. Um, they even also have this cool limited edition pumpkin spice chain lube that came out. And if it's anything like their chain butter which kind of smells like butter it probably smells like pumpkin spice so be sure to check that out at bikehardcore.com make sure you use promo code crew at checkout like with covid like it's been good so far like we've we sort of had a pretty big lull like through the middle of the year um just trying to sort ourselves out and we've sort of slowly been getting back on track which is kind of good um it's more or less just been like local kind of races, which is kind of nice. Like um, we've been having a few criteriums during the week, um, which is really good. And a few like sort of bigger, like open style races um, pop up of a weekend. Um, but yeah, it's kind of been like slow goings. Um, and it's so far been working out pretty well and um, everyone seems to be enjoying it. So um no no real complaints so far <laughs> no yeah yeah no that's good man and 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 kind of like we chatted about in the beginning like how i found you is you know we a lot of i feel like i feel like with covid it's played a bit on it's given us the time to just sit back and think 
it's given us yeah. the time to kind of sit back and and almost learn to love the bike again or learn to love the training process again or just just learn to love it all over again um and i i know you through your racing uh and and stuff that you did in the u.s race with elevate uh silence like that's how i knew you but i saw a whole new side of you when you came out with that post which i'll put a link in the description below guys um we're just talking about mental health so kind of kind of give give me a little bit of an outlook on on kind of how that's affected you through the sport and and, and how you've kind of been handling that i guess more or less through through these times yeah so um probably i'd say to give a bit of a backstory behind it all um a few years ago um i was happily in a relationship for quite a few years engaged for a year then that all kind of went a bit south um and i had sort of I guess, pushed it into the back of my brain thinking, no, I've just got to keep doing what I'm doing. For sure. Uh, and over the years sort of kept that kind of mentality of just keep, like if there's anything pent up, just keep pushing it to the back because it's um, you can deal with that later or deal with it at another time. Like just keep doing what you're doing and focus on like, doing yeah like riding your bike or whatever it may be and I guess it all sort of came to a head sort of this year when COVID hit there wasn't much racing going on and I was sort of just going through the motions day after day and I just couldn't figure out exactly how or why I sort of felt this certain way that I just nothing was really sort of clicking or I just wasn't feeling like I was three or four years previously just enjoying what I was doing and like really embracing life pretty much. For sure. And, and yeah, just one day I was out riding and popped in um, the, uh, what was it called? Put Your Socks On podcast um, when they started talking to Mark Cavendish and listening to that, um, I just stopped what I was doing like mid-ride, just pulled off to the side of the road and just sat down and listened to this podcast through its entirety and just thought, this is exactly how I feel. Like this, I couldn't put into words exactly how I was feeling or how to express how I was feeling, but this was exactly how I was feeling. I just felt like every, like nothing was really working. Um, I just wasn't, feeling the way I should be feeling, but, um, I couldn't, I wanted to be around people, but I didn't want people to get close to me kind of thing. Um, and just having that outlet to be able to express how I was feeling just opened me up to so many people around me. And like, as soon as I'd stopped listening to it, I just started messaging friends and family. And I just said, look, I, I've been feeling this sort of way for a while. I couldn't, I can't explain how or why, or um, I can't express the words to tell you what I'm feeling or what's going on in my head. But if you could please listen to this, this sort of explains how I'm feeling. And within like 20 seconds after saying that, like 
I had tons of messages, people calling me like saying, like, look, if you ever need help, if you ever need anything, just let us know. And that was sort of the big thing I sort of took away from it was being in the sport for so long. Um, like you just have to like speak out and just talk to anyone and then about anything really, like if there's anything troubling you or if there's anything that's sort of been harboring inside of you, like it's, it's so, it's better to tell someone about it. And we sort of all grow up in that whole mentality of like, no, you're just got to harden up and like just push through it all. And like, like it only makes you stronger kind of thing, but what kind of makes you stronger is the people around you that are going to like lift you up when, times are like that and yeah I just the amount of support that came back from posting that was just incredible I, I couldn't believe it I just people that I'd only sort of like met in passing or or anything like that were reaching out saying if there's anything you need let me know like here to help and yeah I just couldn't believe like you think that when you're in that sort of mentality that it's just you, you against yourself trying to fight your way through it. But that was what I was just about to say. I feel like, you know, I look at a guy like you, you know, super well decorated. I mean, you raced worlds in 2015, um, all the way from track. So let's just start, let's start there. I mean, there's probably more way, way back, but you know, uh, stage wins at the BC super week. Like, I mean, you know, tons of tons of race wins under your belt in, winning i mean you would think brings nothing but happiness right yeah but but at the same time it also just suppresses because we go to the next week and it's just another bike race and and for a lot of people that don't know you um yeah i mean he's won a lot of bike races he's been a professional he's been at that level um but he still had that pain and i think it's it's even you looking at cavendish too it's like the same thing of you just looking at cavendish and being like wow, how can this dude feel like this? You know, like, I mean, just, yeah. just being this, this guy, this goofy guy. I mean, he, um, from what I've heard, he's, he's a pretty funny dude and um, pretty, pretty, pretty good spirit all the time uh, for the most part with his teammates and everything. And it's like, um, I mean, you can start to see it coming out like now is what's yeah. going to happen. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's kind of how, um, like I had sort of been portrayed as a little as well, like from people that know me as like being this quite upbeat, chatty, like always um, sort of fun type type of guy. And you try and keep up that appearance time and time again to um, sort of keep keep people at bay kind of thing. Yeah. To sort of keep up appearances, I guess. And yeah, just trying to find that sort of yeah trying to like not let so many people in or the people like yeah just general people to let know how you're sort of feeling it's tough like and trying to trying to express how you feel as a person and not like come across and say look I'm vulnerable I'm I'm not feeling this way like I'm not feeling as I should be feeling and you kind of feel like if you were to say that to someone, you'd be letting everyone down. Like I I sort of felt that like with the people around me, like if I were to say that, like, I'm not feeling too good, um, I would be letting a whole bunch of people down. 
And that was one of the reasons why I had sort of kept quiet for so long. And once I sort of said something, everyone was like, no, like you should have said something earlier. And that was sort of one of the reasons why I wanted to put that post out was just to let everyone know. Yeah. Like people that yeah, that, like, no, no kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's amazing, man. And I mean, yeah, like it, it definitely hit me in a soft spot. Cause like, I mean, just for me this year, like I was going to quit the sport. I broke my collarbone, wasn't going to the Olympics. Like it was a rough time and you know, you're broke. Like if you're trying to go to the Olympics, you're not making any money. So it's like, yeah. and then no health insurance, all this stuff's, you know, crashing down around you and you just, it starts to weigh on you. And so when you see posts like that and other athletes like that, that you, you know, yeah, you necessarily look up to, or like you aspire to kind of pull results from like it, it's, 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 it's interesting to see these people kind of all in the same spot. I mean, uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but I even had, uh, which is why I was trying to track you down to do this podcast. Um, I had a guy reach out to me. I was like, how do you handle um, just your emotions and stuff when, the event or whatever you've been training for for so long goes south. Yeah. Um, and I, and, and I didn't even know how to answer it. Like it's, I, I don't, and I still don't, like, I don't know how you manage that. I, I mean, I used to literally just pack it in and go home and get on the ergo. Like that was what, yeah. I, that's what I did. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't the best thing and it's not the healthiest thing. So how are you, how are you handling that now? If you feel like, I mean, we didn't really talk much about this. Um, pre-podcast so I don't know if you're comfortable with sharing but like how are you handling some of these these things now because I think it'd be good for maybe our younger listeners and even our older listeners like um you know that are training seriously or even just going through some tough times like how are you handling some of this stuff now yeah like I when I first sort of grew up racing and all that kind of stuff my my dad was a pretty keen racer and he got both my brother and I involved in it and his mentality behind racing and stuff it was if it's not fun doing it then you shouldn't do it at all and you should go out and enjoy yourself no matter what you're doing um where you are and i throughout my years had tried to sort of live by that mentality but always in the back of my mind, I'd sort of had this feeling of like, no, you've got to be regimented. You've got to be doing like this effort at this time, at this place and being super committed to that point. Um, and that sort of fun side of things kind of sort of went away after quite a few years. And I think during that sort of period where I did have that relationship breakdown and a lot of other things sort of happened, um both like physically and mentally um i had just sort of ran i just ran out of gas really and now sort of coming back full circle i've sort of said to myself like let's just drop because because of covid sort of happened now it sort of allowed allowed me and i think a lot of others to sort of take a step back and realize like why we do the sport and why um and why we sort of started doing it and it's because of the passion and the enjoyment of it and yeah just being able to get out on a bike and ride for 
whether it be 30 minutes or three hours, like it's, if you get a sense of fulfillment out of that, then that's what you should be doing it for. And that's been my whole, I guess, mantra from like the beginning is just trying to find the silver linings in everything and always looking sort of like on the bright side of life kind of thing. So yeah, I think for a lot of younger guys and a lot of people sort of starting in the sport, I think one of the key things is trying to find what you love about the sport, like whether it be a competitive side of things or whether it's just being out riding your bike in nature and enjoying it. Like if you get a sense of fulfillment out of that, then don't let anyone else sort of tell you otherwise um, what you should or shouldn't be doing. Like that's what you enjoy doing, then that's what you should do. And yeah, I'm a firm believer in whatever makes you happy is what you should do. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and so I, I think that's good feedback and, and Scott's been like super, super open to me just reaching out to him. So I know if you guys ever had questions, he, you could definitely reach out to him. Um, yeah, by all means. Yeah. Let's, like let's... send me a message on Instagram or whatever. Like I'm happy to, happy to help in any way I can. Yeah. And so that, and that's awesome. So there's a resource for you guys. Um, but let's dive into let's 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 start to uplift it. Let's uh let's 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 get into some in some nitty gritty, man. Because I know you've done right. some races. I know you've won some crazy races. Uh, what's your craziest Tulsa story? Let's hear it, man. I know you got some crazy Tulsa stories. Oh man, <laughs> what's your what's your favorite experience at Tulsa, and uh, or any crit for that matter, whether it be Speed Week, um, whether it be Super Week, BC Super Week, um. Manhattan Beach, you name it. Like, let's hear, let's hear a crazy story. Um, I know Iman Lucas gave us a crazy one where they ended up at a sorority party in Athens Twilight, which you guys can check out in the podcast below. But uh, yeah, yeah, so. that would have been nice. I mean, that been <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I reckon probably one of the craziest ones we had was. Um... Hey guys, sorry for the interruption. I just wanted to let you guys in on a little secret that I wish I knew about sooner and that is chamois butter. With the current pandemic and everybody jumping on bikes, you're probably wondering to yourself, am I supposed to feel uncomfortable down there? And then you decide to confide in somebody that you trust and that maybe even got you into cycling and they just say, oh, you'll get used to it. Well, in reality, it's actually an easy fix and you don't have to get used to pain. And that is by using chamois butter. This product is something again that I wish I knew about sooner. And when I found out about it, it made my rides that much more enjoyable along with allowing me to ride longer. So don't ride in discomfort and check out Shammy Butter today. Now let's get back to the episode. What was it, 2018 with Elevate? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think we came away with like the overall, I think we won at least two of the nights. And uh, yeah, so and then I won Crybaby Hill that year. Um, and classic like Tulsa Tough Sunday night everyone goes to Sound Pony kind of yeah, thing yeah. the line was like down the corner like pretty much where the start line was for the crit itself that's pretty much where the line was to get into this place we waited for like an hour I reckon to get into Sound Pony yeah. but by the time we got in one of my teammates Kevin Gherkins he's already in there and he's literally, as soon as I've taken one step in the door, he's grabbed me by the collar and just pulled me to the bar. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, what's going on here? 
yeah. he spins me around, slams my slams me onto the back of the like the bar, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? The waitress or like the bartender standing over the top of me with like fireball or something and just starts chugging it down my throat. <laughs> like split second into the bar. Yeah. And I was like, all right, um, cool. All right. So I guess we're on then. All yeah, right. Game sweet. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so like after many, many, many drinks after that, um, somehow ended up at some girl's like apartment on the rooftop with like the rest of the, like, I can't remember who else we had there. I think there was like 10 or 12 of us somehow ended up on this girl's like rooftop. And <laughs> yeah, we stayed there for oh, God knows how long. I can't remember when we finished up there, but yeah, I, I've had a few decent parties like that, I guess. Um, I do actually probably not. Oh, I probably could talk about it, but I could also get in trouble for it. But how about can we change names? Would that make it better? Would the name changing of the of the story make it better? So you you can we can give me is it two guys, two girls, three people? What I'll give you. No, more. it's um, <laughs> more, it's more the place and the team I was part of is uh, kind of like a bit. Uh, okay. Bit, but. Let's just say I was representing someone. Okay. And we were in Europe. Okay. And we ended up having a few too many adult beverages during the day. Then the one and only time that I was in this country, I got to miss out on looking at probably the thing that they're most famous for. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, end up passing out in our hotel room. Uh, oh, up about 10 o'clock only to realize that the we missed the team meeting that night um and the entire team had gone out to look at like their famous like landmark yeah and yes yeah, subsequently it all sort of came back to us and we all got in a lot of trouble so <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's wild and i think that might have been the end of my track career after that ah so. yeah yeah yeah, you you Aussies have uh, like like I always hear the craziest stories about Australians. Like like in T Town, I heard that like they were the roughest bunch. Like those were the guys; they were the fastest and the roughest bunch. And like I feel like I kind of contributed to some of those stories. Yeah, and then the the Tasman- I, I always had I always had this um, sort of thing about anytime like we sort of finished a big event and everyone was going out for a few drinks or whatever. I sort of brought it upon myself to, I guess, initiate the young kids. Ah. So the young ones that had just turned 18 were sort of coming out with us and we're like, okay, who hasn't been out in a bar before? And we get one or two put their hands up and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go stitch you up now. (laughs) (laughs) A drink after drink after drink. Eventually it it turned into me stitching myself up and like I'd wake up the next morning with a $500 bill on my like credit card or something. (laughs) Oh, why did I do that? But then also we get a lot of good stories out of it. So it was kind of like, no, good times, good fun. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what makes track (laughs) racing fun. I mean, there's always good times and good parties. Somebody told me that, uh, I should uh, change this podcast to like World Cup horror, like horror stories, and try to change names. And I was just like, 
I was like, man, the only people that would listen to this is like the people that go to like the athletes from the world cups. And I couldn't get yep. any guests on, like they would all be blacked out. Um, they wouldn't want to say anything. Oh yeah, man. It would be, it'd be nuts. <laughs> but anyways, so we're coming up close to time. And uh, so I wrap up every podcast, one thing, and it's essentially uh, if you could have a cup of coffee with anybody yeah. dead or alive, uh, how would you take your coffee? And if you don't drink coffee, it can be tea, a beer, scotch, whiskey, whatever. Um, and who would you have it with? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I would say if I were to have a cup of coffee, it would be, well, I'm guessing it's probably going to be a long sit down. So. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's like a long chat. Like it's not like, you know, you yeah. just go in and say, Hey, it's like a, it's like a sit down, like get to know somebody. So um, yeah. like Justin did Kobe. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, hmm. I guess it'd be, I would go, I would go my dad. Yeah. I mean, like I, I see my dad just about every other day, but we always, we always talk and we always like, he's always been one of my role models That's ever awesome. since I was a little kid and growing up and, and any chance I sort of get to spend time with him is always a blessing for me. And I, I would probably say I would get something like, I'm going to get like a tall soy, like double or triple shot, like flat white or something like that. Oh, yeah, something yeah. That's kind of like a milkshake, but then you'd have the soy milk. So it doesn't feel as bad. Like, and for you Americans that don't know what a flat white is, it's, it's not a cappuccino and it's not a latte. That's all I can really tell you. So. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, it's like a it's, hybrid of the two. It's but. a hybrid of the two, but you can't call them either. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's what that is. Well, cool, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, guys, like I said, if you can, just check in the link in the description below um, for Scott's social media. And yeah, if you guys, like I said, we said uh, previously, if you ever have issues or if you ever need anybody, just talk. Um, even if you wanted to reach out to either one of us or anybody for that matter, just reach out, um, have that communication and, uh, because it's going to come up eventually. So don't hold on to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks very much for having me. And yeah, by all means, if anyone's got any questions, shoot me a message and yeah, I'd be happy to answer them. Awesome. Well, thanks man. Cheers. Thank you.